this shit. And then finally, this is the thing that popped. And he got an exhibition at the airport. Um, there's big giant murals, like you're driving around a city, like you'll notice them in different parts of downtown. And they're like massive. They're like the size of the side of this building. Jesus. And, um, and it's like, it'll be like it's just a homeless person's face, like looking right at. So, you know, of course, like the activist wing of the population got involved. Like for them, it's like a really, like it's cool to do like an art event that is also communicative of something that's happening in society but so he's like this thing popped and he's been doing that for a couple of years but now he's like recently started doing celebrities in the same style because he's like people really like the art but nobody wants to hang it up in their house because <laughs> it's a homeless dude <laughs> so he's gonna like allow us doing like bob marley you know or like uh gotta jimmy, make money jimmy hendrix you know, yeah. do you think that's sad huh do you feel like it's sad no. that he has to do that no, I think um, I think that that's the just a trajectory. Of yeah, yeah, trajectory was the word. Uh, oh, that's what because I think like as an artist, what you look for is um, it's the pendulum. Like right, you're going all the way to the extreme end of I'm a fucking artist and I'm just gonna jump on the table and take a shit. Yeah, you know, and yeah, then yeah. or to the other extreme of I will whore myself out. Like I'm a, I'm a graphic designer mm -hmm. and I have there's no art to this. This is literally a job. Right. So to find that middle area where you're able to find like pleasure in the creation process and to feel that it's guiding you, but then also be able to make money off of it. Like that's, that's ultimately what we're all aiming for. Remind us to talk about cool AD. Cool AD? Yeah. Is from, that like from DOS races? Oh yeah. Okay. Cause uh, I got to see him perform the other day and then I had a, a really good talk with Chesky about him, but it, it kind of falls within that same thing, but let's start the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't flush the toilet. What Welcome to another chilly ass episode of the Crappy Austin Podcast. For your host, the Diego Brown Project. I'm a little rusty. You're I mean, rusty. I don't know even what chilly ass means. I just the word cool was the only thing that I could come up with in my head. Right on. Welcome to another chilled, slightly chilled episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We are your hosts. The Where are you Diego going Brown with the chilling Project. thing? Though? What? Where are you going with the chilling thing? Like, what is that? Why are we slightly chilled? Chill? Slightly chilled. Why'd you pick that? Uh, we're like a like a nice bottle of champagne. Like you're in the VIP section and you're about to take us in. Mm, it's kind of warm in here, though. We're going to get right into you. So yeah. slightly chilled. It's good. So what you want is a slightly chilled, maybe dry and a little sweet thing inside of you. Whoa. <laughs> Let's just move on. All right. Uh, where was I? I was telling people we're the Diego Brown Project. Yes. Oh, yeah. I go by Mr. Ross, even though nobody calls me Mr. And with me is Kill C. Ray, even though we're just going to call him Chris. Hey, yo. We are, of course, brought to you by Platform Collection. Forgot what that was for a second. Yeah. PlatformCollection.com is your home base on the interwebs for a ridiculous amount of independent hip hop and music and art content. You can spend a lot of time there exploring music videos and essays and behind the scenes shit and bars and podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you check out our sibling podcasts. There is, of course, Culture Sessions, hosted by Mel Thion Archive, produced by Spock Beats. Spock Beats. No. I see. I was ready. Yeah, were you? Yeah. You had to pick up the mic. That's right, man. <laughs> the 2MX Hologram Podcast, going long and strong and <laughs> thick. And limping into the sunset. In, in, 
right into it. Uh, Proof of Life Radio. Uh-huh. And Status Escalate, two different podcasts, both hosted by the same dickhead. Oh, Kali. okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Kali. All right. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should make fun of him. Okay. Like from now on, that should be the intro. I'm weird I'm, to that. I'm I I can't I can't deny or confirm that I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, not objecting. Yeah. I think you'll be amused by it, but you don't want to be associated with it. Sure, okay. Yeah, cool. Because like we 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 and then fucking... and on top of that I support you in whatever you do. Oh, that's you know really, I mean? really sweet of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we fuck with Cookbook on pretty much every episode. We haven't in a while though. You're right. He, I feel like he's gone through his. Has he been hazed enough? Yeah, he's been hazed. <laughs> Speaking of Cookbook, of course, uh, he hosts. Really though, really though, with Cookbook of yeah. LA Symphony, um, and and stereotypes. On uh, on the radio. Oh, on the I just radio. Want to point that out real quick. I gotta I gotta update. He's my killing list. it. He's killing it though. There's He's so many shows. He's doing so well. So many shows. Yeah. Um, orchestrated, hosted by Noah James and Lisa J. Yes. And uh, of course, the Ghetto Blaster podcast, hosted by Ricochet. Only. Only. Yes. And nobody else. <laughs> are there Are there any other shows? Um. There's a couple that are in the works. Culture sessions. You already said that. that. You said that. It's always the first Um, one. Yeah, it's always the first one. Oh, nope, nope, no. Life on the road. Life on the road with sixty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I got back. I got mixed up when I was making fun of Kali. Yeah, because you got so excited about (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. You're like cool. She was supposed to have me on status escalate. Mm. Just got over it. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. Jealousy. Yeah, obviously. Okay. While you're there, make sure you check out Tumex Hologram Radio. That's like an entire other universe of content to explore. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of shows and music. And um, I mean, that's like literally like a, a, another dimension of yeah. experiences that you can have in addition to platformcollection.com, yeah. which you can access through the portal at platformcollection.com. Yes. Um, the platform of preference for it is TuneIn Radio. So. Yes. Go to TuneIn Radio. Yeah, Listen to it. Shout Take us to with you. There you go. Uh, we're uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Platform Collection. That is one word all spelled out. And on Twitter at Platform Collect. No shun. No shun. Uh, shout out Tor Project, open source privacy platform. That's where you can go send dick pics without the man uh, looking at your him. dick. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the man really does care about your dick, but uh, if they did... We don't know about that, man. You think so? Yeah. He might be all about the dick pics. All about the... The man's all about the dick. Yeah. All right. Some of us it. are all about the base. Yeah. I can dig it. Uh, and of course, unrelated to all of these networks, uh, Burner Podcast, that's hosted by yours truly. That is over at BurnerPodcast.com. That is the flagship show of a growing network of content about Burning Man and Burning Man culture. Yes. All right. Tell them about Stitcher and iTunes and all that. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Spreaker, Spreaker, go over to platformcollection.com. You can check out every episode all the way back to episode zero. Um, we're quickly reaching episode 300. I think Thanks. we were on ni- – I think this is 295. I think we're like five away. From 300? From 300. Are we, we, we going to do a thing for 300? Yeah, we'll probably high five and yeah. – Go like, eat some Zanka 100, chicken. 100, we're like, we're going to do a live episode. For 200, yeah. we're like, we're going to do a live band and broadcast and satellite everything. Mm-hmm. 
And then episode 300, yeah, fuck it, let's just go eat some Zangui chicken. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's the most I can promise. So anything else above that is a win, I would yeah. think. You know what I mean? So, guys, thank you so much for supporting. If you are tuning into uh, Two Mix Hologram Radio, make sure you check out my show, The Up. It's every Friday and Tuesday at 7.30. We play underground music for you to turn up to as an alternative mm. to the caca. What? Really? Yeah. Is the caca the other thing that we You know doing? what it is. That FM radio feeds them all. Oh, okay. I thought people were just like in the caca. No, they well, an alternative to that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you are. I mean, we're not judging you for that. No. It's just an alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So go there. The facts. Check it out. Uh, uh, my co-host, uh, Hip Hop Eddie. We're radio personalities. Yeah. He's, uh, he's all over it, so... Yeah. And, and people keep sending him music because now you have to send music to Eddie to get it on the show. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he, he's happy that he took that job after all. Because <laughs> now he has to go through a bunch of music every day. It's like, I don't understand. These people keep talking over the music. <laughs> Eddie, they're rapping. <laughs> Hip-hop. <laughs> Yo, we got Max Carnage in the house today. Right. Hey, thank you for having me on 295. 295, I believe it is, yeah. It's a nice round number for you to be on. Yes. Yeah. I yep. feel like it feels more special than if you were just like on 297. I think so. Yeah, it doesn't feel really special. Yeah, I started off hardcore, spinning on cardboard. Now I'm like Count Cuckoo and Star Wars. I'm motherfucking Dark Lord, evil as Darth Maul. Each not the fucking size of a golf ball, ironically so, because I'm on par four. whoever our guest is going to be for I was just seven. thinking about that too. I was yeah. like, hmm, you might want to just do that one on our own. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, 
Let's let's start with the beginning for you. This first time you're, you've been on the show. This is the first time. Although you know almost everybody we've had on the show in some way or another. Pretty much. And they all know you. Um, your so would you define yourself as a producer artist? What? How do you how do you define yourself? I guess an artist is the best way to put yeah. it. So okay, trying to kind of escape the pigeonhole there and yeah. you know. So it's produ- but in production was your entry. Was that your entry into music? No, actually, when I got started, rapping uh-huh. was like what I did. Yeah. And then I kind of moved back to production, and then kind of production just took off. So talk about the, like, your first steps into music. Like, was there, did you come from a musical household? Um, my mom was really big on the arts and stuff like that yeah. when I was a kid, you know, piano and guitar and stuff like that, and I started playing with bands started playing with friends really like third fourth grade okay and then kind of just you know started taking off about 15 16 i think we got a rehearsal space in miramar yeah back when the scene used to own all that stuff yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah and so uh, so was mom in you'd say she's encouraging of it totally yeah yeah yeah. she was with it you're like i want to be in a band she's like cool yeah like all right what about your dad yeah he it's important for me to have money as well, so. Yeah. But, I mean, both my parents are very supportive of it, I guess. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they Tell us really... more about this money thing. <laughs> what is this thing you see? What is of? this you see? I don't know. They have all these seminars on TV, <laughs> and I think there's, like, a guy called Tony Robbins or something, oh. and yeah. he's supposed to tell you how to make money. And then yeah. there's some dad who's, like, really rich, and then there's, like, a dad who's poor. That's racist. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I heard the poor one's that. obviously not white. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it has nothing to do with parenting, too, that yeah. book. No. It has nothing to do with that. You know, it escapes <laughs> but, me. Okay, so you're, I mean, you said you're in bands like third and fourth grade, just kind of playing around. What, what were you playing? Guitar. And in what kind of what kind of music? Uh, just like covers and stuff with the homies, you know? Yeah. Nothing like really serious. We didn't yeah. like play out or do anything like that. But, you know, I guess first steps of like playing with people and kind of facilitating that connection and yeah. stuff like that. So what about your first, what you would count as a, a show, like uh, in front of people? When did that happen? I'm trying to think. Oh my god, I'm so old. Um, Is it in a band? Was it in a band? No. Put, put down your cane and answer the question. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got to take my memory pills too. <laughs> um, it was probably not till I was about 22. Okay, so big. There was a big gap. Yeah, from, there was a big gap. Okay, so what were you doing musically during those times? Like, say, let's take high school, early years of high school. Where were you at musically? Uh, mostly just playing bands like metal and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. We were you were you playing it more because you liked the experience or because you were like, oh, this could be something. Oh, a little like, bit. Did of you both. think every band could possibly, you know, quote unquote, make it? It was a little different because I guess through proxy, we knew a lot of people within that scene that had yeah. been very successful and stuff like that, and you know. They had ins and all yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah. but we never really got our shit together because we smoked way too much weed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, man, just like I think 18, 19, my best friend that was a drummer for my band, he died. Wow. So I... How? It's a mystery. A mystery? He was missing for like 72 days or something like that, and then they found him. Basically, cause of death was exposure. So, oh wow, you know, he had priors and stuff like that, so they didn't really get right after it, like yeah, looking yeah, for him and yeah. stuff. So, they like basically ended up finding him up on the mountain. Like, it was not a good scene, yeah. Um, 
So, what, what what did you feel like happened? Do you have like a an idea of what you think might happen? I have theories, but yeah, you know, I don't really want, like to speculate about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's like yeah. so long ago, but I mean, it's just weird when somebody disappears like in their own backyard. You know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I feel you. Okay, so so <laughs> uh, eighteen, nineteen. So then I started doing yeah. production again, like heavy, because you know, with what? Uh, fuck, I started doing Fruity Loops and Acid Pro. Okay. And then we got a little crew together. We put out, like, a little EP. So, wait, wait, wait. So, how did it shift to hip-hop if you were mostly in bands? Well, it was it was both, you know. I guess, like, from day one, it's always been, like, Cypress Hill and, like, Bad Religion. Right, right, right. So, it's, like, skateboarding and all that other shit. Yeah, it's yeah, It's kind of, like, I don't know. All together. Yeah, it was just, like, half and half. I guess the first steps in becoming, like, a bad kid yeah. was, like, the fucking, like, punk rock and, like, hip-hop, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I remember, like, going to Kobe's and stuff and getting, like, Cypress Hill, but then, like, getting Aerosmith or, like, Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers or some shit like So that. the production part was that, like, how was that option, how did that option come into your life where you were like, eh? So this dude that we knew when I was back, I think my senior year, I was, like, 17, he had made all these, these tracks with, uh with Fruity Loops. Yeah. Like, sampling, like, the Ninja Turtles video game and shit like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, I can do this shit. And then when you really come to realize is that it takes a while to kind of break into it yeah, and yeah, learn yeah. how to do things and space your drums and not be going, like, a million miles a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I was, like, 18, since I had all this shit already on my computer, I remember I came home from work one day and my homies were there and... uh they're trying to record and I'm like you guys are fucking terrible bro <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah I ended up getting up and we did a track and then you know slowly but surely we integrated a couple other homies and we put out an album and shit and yeah it was dope wow mm. yeah and at that time are you still are you still rapping are you just production no it was pretty much on that first record it was all just rapping yeah the and, homie had put together beats and, like, you know, scoured the internet back yeah. in uh, the old L.A. to the Bay message boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Deesky. Shout yeah. out to Deesky. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, predominantly most of those beats were from other people that he had met through the internet, which we didn't know at the time. Right. We thought right. he had put them all together. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's <laughs> how that came about, and, uh, yeah. Okay, so how do you move from, like, what's the decision... I mean, at some point you said, I'm not going to rap as much right now. I'm going to shift to just making music. What was, what sparked that? I mean, that's really just been the last couple of years. Yeah. Like the production seem, seems to have been going a lot better for me personally. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, I have my own audience for what it's worth, like within my own sphere and people yeah. that really get it. But yeah. there's like a big, it's like either with a lot of my music is either you get it or you don't get it. Sure. And if you don't get it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably know. not for you. Yeah, it's probably not for you. Right. But those people that get it, you know, they really enjoy it. So I try to do that. But how do you like, that's always the, the challenge I think every artist face, like no matter what medium you're creating in, like how do you figure out like the difference between people who don't get it because they just won't get it versus when something is an honest critique like hey maybe i should listen to that because that'll make me a better artist i guess the biggest thing with that is objective criticism mm. like when you get people that are like 
uh, I just don't dig it. And you're like, well, what don't you like about it? And they're like, oh, I just don't like it. It's not for me. And it's like, okay, well, that was really helpful. Yeah, yeah. You know, in shaping it when I go back to the lab and try to do something new. Yeah. But when people tell you specifically what that, you know, maybe you need to slow down a little bit or maybe, you know, it sounds like you're getting pitchy and stuff here. Like that stuff helps. So you, you, know? you prefer to have more detailed feedback. Totally. Because it means then you actually listened. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, because I feel like... Uh, uh, argument that could totally be made on the other side of that too is that I've had many conversations with artists who are like man like I don't need you to explain to me how to do my art like I know what I'm doing I know how to do a kick like this there is no universal answer to how this kick is supposed to sound yeah exactly like Chris Chris does not want to hear details whereas like I think with Chris if somebody tells him you know what I'm just not into it He'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's not your thing. Yeah, I give no shits. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but you know, I mean, you've been with me along the process. It took a long time to get to that point. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. The other but, side of it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off there. No, go ahead. No, it's just like you can't take a lot of that shit to heart because yeah. I think that that can really fuck up the way you do things creatively. Right. Like if you really start to delve into like, oh, why don't people like me? Like... That'll yeah. fuck you up, dude. Absolutely. It's, um, like, this, I mean, oh, this is what we were going to talk about at the beginning. This fits in perfect to this. Cool AD, you were there. Uh, you know, I ran into to uh, Mr. Carnage there as well. First person yeah, I saw at the show the other day. Was Senior Jessica. Carnage, as he's known um, in Latin America. In some parts. Some, some parts. parts of Latin um, But so Cool AD, this is the best way I could describe it, right? And there was this beautiful moment, too, because me and Eddie are watching Cool AD. He's on stage, and... Um, the basics of what he's doing is playing instrumentals that he likes and he's freestyling over it, hmm. okay? For, like, his entire show. Huh. And, um... Sounds exhausting. Oh, it looked exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it looked exhausting. It's, I mean, props to... I mean, he looks like he's in great shape, though, but <laughs> skinny as fuck. Um, so, I'm watching it and I'm trying to stop myself from, like, trying to put this into a category right because mm. i want to take it in as openly as possible and at the end of it like the gist of it for me was like okay like this is viable entertainment because what you're watching is someone who's mastered the ability to put his energy out unfiltered period like there's no compromise he's doing anything he wants to do yeah He's also making a huge commentary on the fact that you like it. There, that co that commentary is happening. It's in his music. There's almost a um, uh, man over the moon. Who was that dude? Um, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. There's there's a very Kaufman esque mm. thing to it. He, down to his wife showing up with like a veil over her face <laughs> and just walking around a normal bar. Like me and Max are just. Or just like this, just normal, casual, and she's like, I mean, she literally floated into the room. Like she's wearing like a beekeeper outfit. No, no, she has like a, a like very a hijab elegant, almost. Yeah, like a hijab almost. But yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, it was like beaded. Yeah, beaded, like yeah. with jewels and like over her face and okay, okay, and um, but I mean, like one of those hardcore ones where like you don't see any of her face you or see, body or anything. You can, if you really close. Yeah, I had to ask Eddie, hey, what's going on in there? Like because yeah. he was talking to her, yeah. but um. And so I asked Eddie, like before I made a comment, I, I said, Eddie, I want you to take this in. I want you to watch it and tell me the first thing you get out of it, right? And he's watching it and he's just like, all right. So the best way I can explain it is, is it, it's kind of funny, but it's insulting. <laughs> and I'm like, 
And I was like, and I told Chesky this, right? And Chesky had the same reaction as you are. And then we both kind of agreed that, yeah, that's exactly what it, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he found a way to do it. Like he found a way to do it. And by the way, every fourth or fifth bar is an amazing bar. Like he's literally barring out on some shit, not worrying about the fact that oh, I can't freestyle all the way through because that's really hard to do. So I'm yeah. just doing what I do. And if I fuck up, I mean, dude, he was literally, some of it, some of the sentence made zero sense. Yeah. But it's weird because in context, it made complete sense. Yeah. And I saw the way he would look at his his audience, not because uh, Eddie said it too. He's like, he's like under all of it, he's like, it does feel like there's like an anger in there. Yeah. And I was like, there is. There's, I'm like, dude, I I never heard anybody capture it like Eddie ca- captured because he just this was he just threw up what the first things out of his mind and he was spot on, yeah. and then to me and Chesky having the conversation of whether or not people who don't like it just don't get it, hmm. like you just don't get it and what is his responsibility because at the end of the day the joke was on everybody. The joke's on everybody. People pay fifteen dollars. That's what it is, because you paid money to go. Yeah, see you paid, dude. Uh, during this show, at some point, check your go to your Instagram and look at Cool AD's Instagram, right? Yeah. And I'll describe what it is. There's a shitload of pictures. He he draws almost every day, mm-hmm. right? And he just cranks out these drawings. Um, and I think at this point, you got to scroll all like down a lot because you think he's doing the sold out thing right now. What's his Instagram? Do you know? Uh, I, I think if you just search cool AD, everybody's probably doing this that's listening. So just do it. You're going to trip the fuck out. And there are pictures that he's selling $200, $300, $500. And like, it'll be a picture of like some French fries and a, a, a frog. Boom. Yeah. Hundred bucks, and he's selling them. I mean, as in they are selling. Yeah. And it's on like a piece of paper that was ripped out of a notebook, and he just draws with markers. Boom, art. I don't know. I see a lot of people too. They take that whole. They watch like Basquiat or some yeah. shit like that, uh, and they gotta, think that they can go and do the same thing, like that it's being artsy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's got a can of Modelo. But see, the difference <laughs> is, is like. But no, that's what it is. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, with Basquiat and shit like that, it's like he didn't have resources, you right? Know? So he had, like, a coaster or some little so, piece of a magazine that he painted over because he didn't have, like, paper yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think it kind of, to a certain extent, makes a mockery of, like, cats that really paved the way to do things like so that. So what if you're, um, and this is what Chesky said, because this is what I said, and uh, I told Chesky, I was like, you understand that there's going to be people who are attached in some way to a traditional idea of hip-hop, whether it be strong or light, that will take this as an insult. There's people that are looking at And because uh, Chesky said during the interview, uh, he's one of the greatest freestylers I've ever seen, right? And coming from Chesky, who has lot, seen yeah. the greatest freestylers on the planet, <laughs> and then he... He talks about this guy, and I'm like, why do you say that? He's like, well, dude, first, if you put it into context that he's a provocateur, that is his art. He's a provocateur. So once it's in context, he's like, to me, at least to him, it made sense. Yeah. And he's like, and then that, being a working artist and knowing what it takes to be a working artist, for him to be pulling this off must be pretty tough. You know, and and it takes a lot of work. 
and it's like a two-man team and he's like at that point he's like he's he has my utmost respect he's like i can't help but respect him i just i just want to also like share with you guys that his instagram feed Uh uh-huh he'll do the same terrible drawing Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's kind of terrible. Like, <laughs> and then he'll upload it like I mean, three describe times. It. It's like like a five year like a five yeah. year old would draw. And no, in fact, people will people have commented like yeah. multiple comments underneath. Be like, bruh, <laughs> like that's just all it is. Like, yeah. bruh. Um, it's, Dude, but by the way, some of those bras are like, fuck, that's amazing. Yeah. Trust me. And he's like done the same drawing, and he's uploaded it like three times on his Instagram uh-huh. with different filters. Yeah. And they're different. They're for different prices. <laughs> I'm not sure. Dude, about well, that he yet. needs to. If you want to hang them in a house, he's got to have different colors. It's a great. There's a cool lady. There's thing. a cool lady T-shirt huh? that is done with like the ACDC font and a picture of Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He his latest shirt, by the way, is just the Michael Jordan symbol, and it just says Cool AD under it. <laughs> it's a Nike. Yeah. Swish. Yeah. It's very how's Warhol. That, how is that even legal? I mean, it's, it's very, very Andy Warhol. Warhol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So if that's what he's doing, and yeah. we can't like, we like we could look at it and go like, well, he's, uh, but he is fucking super. He is kind of successful. Like, yeah. he's he's. I heard about he him. Does. I heard about him through Vice. I remember years ago him. Me too. Das Das races, races, right? Yeah, they yeah. had that video, the little eight bit. Dude, shit. they changed yeah. my life, bro. Honestly, <laughs> when I saw them, I credit them to the way I think about music now, just in the fact that. All right, so at some point, these guys got to the, I give zero fucks about what anybody thinks about my shit. But it's not like it's not um, intellectual. You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously intellectually constructed. So then that puts purpose into it. And then upon that purpose, they're building an art. They're provoking. That's what they do, right? Whereas Supernat can go on stage freestyle within a rhythm that the majority of people are used to right there yeah so he and we can acknowledge that is oh he's in the pocket like it's how we define things are in the pocket it's more traditional right right but the pocket to arash by the way is completely different because he was born in a different place with a different rhythm set Mm -hmm. it's it so if that exists the fact that that exists right we can't say what the pocket is. There's there's pockets. So context is everything. Is everything. To me. So this is, is super interesting. Yeah. Um, I recently had a photo that I uploaded as a part of a, a whole album of photos from a trip that I had to Arizona yes. with an art project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a large-scale art project that's going to Burning Man called The Journey. Nice. One of the photos is of... Our friend Romero, who is, um, his title is Chief Playa Scientist on the the Burner podcast team. And so, like, Burner's, like, there's a lot of snark and a lot of racist humor being thrown around. And so there's a photo of him um, where, like, at some point we were partying in the night and he found a sombrero. It's, like, some camp and he started wearing it. And then he found, like, a maraca and started, like, shaking around. So he's, like, he looks like super Mexican dude and he's got, like, this, like... Mm. He's got this hat and he's got the maraca and he grabbed this bottle of tequila. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had this. So then um, I was going to take this photo of him. Mm -hmm. um, And then right as I was about to take it, Meg, our producer, yelled out, go take it by the fence. Like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. So we go and take it. Yeah. (laughs) The photo is like. So the photo um, 
like everybody who saw it, there was this immediate reaction of like, this is, I, I'm insulted, but it's a really brilliant photo and it's hilarious and we know who he is and like the way it's taken. Yeah. And then there was this long discussion that started out in the comments. Um, and that's like, again, like one of the people that was commenting on it was like feeling like very strong feelings about it. Cause like he's what, got, what, what, what was their, what was his stance? He, um, I think his dad is Mexican and he is a very like more social justice active kind of person. And so he was connecting in his head that this is, you're making fun of like people being actually killed in the desert trying to get here. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a border crosser joke. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I watched the interactions in the back and forth. And then his point, because at first he was saying like, I'm laughing. I cannot stop laughing, but I'm also like, deeply I, offended yeah I, i'm offended by this he's like because it's like brilliant he's like listen arash i appreciate your art but now knowing the context of this and like how the photo came to be it's insulting if it was like part of a series of photos where you were creating caricatures mm -hmm. i would say like this is fucking brilliant but because of the context it's insulting yeah um i deleted it by the way what so but what was your like what was your well what my did you come to my thought has always been this is what we've always because you know we've had the same discussion about um, the N word on this uh, show. Mm -hmm. Any kind of art that you create, do you? I always ask people like, are you ready to fight for this? Mm. If you're not ready to fight for it, then put it away. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth it, and so it like, probably sucks. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing opinion. is, like, my general art is not that. That's not what I create. Yeah. I tend to create pretty colors and deep connections into people's souls, and you know, looking at like, yeah looking at that's the, what you're trying to people. do that's yeah. that's what i naturally do yeah i've wanted to create grittier art but it's just not what i do yeah what yeah. i create tends to be things that are more connected to the softer side of people and so this thing was not a part of my natural rhythm it was a standout it was out of the context of it wasn't the same yeah and yeah i thought about it for a second i'm like i fully disagree with you because it's adorable that you guys living here think you understand cultural reappropriation. I'm Middle Eastern. <laughs> like, I've, I've had a lot of it. Um, but I don't, I personally don't get insulted by things like that. But I don't run around trying to demand other people fall in line with that either. So ultimately what it comes down to, though, is are you willing to fight for it? Yeah, yeah. That's always the question. Are you willing to fight for it? And for you, it wasn't, it, no. it wasn't, you just didn't even give a shit. Really. No. It was just a picture of you. Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to that, that's crazy how, like you're saying with the provocateur thing, it's mm -hmm. like... Once they say it, then this whole conversation takes on a life of its own that's totally sure. facilitated by the crowd. Absolutely. Like, then they start their banter and, sh and you know, the back and forth like well, that. It, I mean, you remember early DOS racist, like, promotions? It kind of was all fueled off of that. Exactly. Like, yeah. the, like that, Tumblr that Tumblr crowd was just... He's spreading them up. like crazy yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they would kind of build off of the shit the tumblr crowd would make exactly and be like oh you want us to go that direction just yeah. super right. controversial yeah yeah and, and then, then they just kind of like retire no i think you can well uh that was one of the things i was talking to chesky about yesterday i was like uh it makes sense to me that they broke up now because mm -hmm. it seems like victor cool ad he is that dude he wants to he wants to be a provocateur he wants he wants to just be his art all the time, um, whether it makes good business sense or not. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, like I said, he, I mean, he was, he's on tour, but it's not like it's selling out, you know, that, that fan base has never yeah. really been there since DOS races. Well, I mean, they were on the cover of Rolling Stone. Absolutely. So, I know. I was telling, I was explaining this to Eddie last night. I was like, it was you a understand? $15 show at a bar. Yeah. 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 But, but, but I, I mean, mean, it's, it's a, it's a dope show. It's a tour, but like, 
if you're on the cover of Rolling Stone, you'd think like the next thing would be is like larger arena level stuff. Well, yeah, or, or at the very least, the the stuff that you have at your disposal might just be more. Right. Where they ended up is ultimately based on a series of decisions. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, but but you could see that um, uh, Heems. What he's currently doing is a little bit more business minded, mm. and you could probably see. Like I've been in groups, bro. That's you know, mm. that's usually where people butt heads. Yeah, when it comes to yeah, yeah, especially when there's someone who's so grasped onto the art that they're like, I am not budging at all, um, but I still want to be part of a collaboration. Mm. You know, so those when those things are happening, you could understand why they broke up. And then after watching Cool AD live for the first time, I'm like, okay, yeah, because Heems is doing something complete. There's there's no really performance art in his shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit, but it's it's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Where uh, Victor seems to be going the balls to the wall. Like, yeah. yeah, I give no fucks if anybody likes me ever for the rest of my life. So the interesting thing that they were creating as Das Racist was like this tug of war. Yeah. And the yeah. the the process which gave us dope. Yeah. It gave us like what three dope records, I yeah. think, and that's that's cool. You. You create a lot. You like mm -hmm. alone here. I do. I mean, like, so like, in you, my fortress of solitude, right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of almost is. Like, you're not uh, like you're not. You don't live in like an urban center where there's mm -hmm. a lot of different art popping off around you. Like, you live in a neighborhood. For listeners who are not familiar with San Diego, like it's incredible, beautiful neighborhood. Yeah, like, I, I grew you. up around here um, for a portion of my youth. But but it's a, a it is very much like. It's not interconnected like the way that like urban centers are. Like for example, where Chris lives in Barrio Logan, like there's a lot of artists. There's a lot of different creative energy, mm -hmm. and you're here alone. But you've also been in like bands. You've had that experience. Totally. It's like what's what's the difference in like the creative process? How does that energy affect you here versus being like in a band, for example? Well, I, that's like a tough one to really nail down. And by the okay, way, we have an I, yeah, no, <laughs> I started out in North County, which is a little bit different than yeah. down here, too. So I've only been back down here a year. And I mean, you know, feel very blessed to be where I'm at. But at the same time, it's always been even when I was up there, you know, my mom lived over by Elfin Forest. So mm. it was super quiet all the time. And so you kind of just get inside your head and read a lot and yeah. watch a lot of movies and stuff. And do you kind of just like there. do you like like the tug of war that happens with other creative people? What do you mean? Like like the back and forth, the energy bouncing that you do in order mm. to create something new, something that's not completely yours or completely theirs, but it's a new thing. Yeah, do you like thing. the collaboration? Um, I do love to collaborate. Yeah. My latest endeavor is actually another album in which it's all just going to be features, me doing the production. Yeah. And it's always weird how that works out, too, because, like, for instance, I had Acrobatic come through here, mm -hmm. you know, and I picked out and went, went ahead and kind of revisited everything and listened to a lot of stuff that he had done and tried to, you know, really figure some stuff out that was going to sit well with him. Yeah. And he ends up picking the beats that, like, is the least likely of all the beats that I have sure. that I thought he was going to pick. Yeah. And granted, he killed it, but at the same time, it was like, it was a bit of a departure. And, you know, kind of like Ron, rest in peace, but uh, I shot him a beat years ago, and we had actually had, you know, a long conversation about it because... A lot of it was based on this T.C. Boyle story that I read called mm -hmm. Greasy Lake years ago. And uh -huh. These kids end up, uh, they think they're riding up on their homie and it turns out to be some other dude. So they fucking, you know, love tap his bumper. Dude gets out of the car and breaks out all the windows of the car. 
they end up hiding in this lake all night, you know, driving home with the windows busted out in mom's car and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, and he kind of integrated that and he's like, you know, you really made me step outside of the way that I generally do things, yeah. which was like cool because it was a departure and it made me reach for something as an artist that I'm not used to. Yeah. And that just has kind of more often than not seemed to be the uh, the case. Yeah, the practice here. Yeah. That like cats get beats and they're like, dude, I love this, but it's not like stuff I generally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good though. Which I, mean, I don't, the, I'm like, process, though. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You come in, you interject with your energy and they interject with their energy and then you bounce back and forth and this new thing gets created. Exactly. Everybody asking me where the comeback set. Right here, Jack, still making rap tracks. 29 years old, trying to grasp that future I had dreamed of since the days of the Brat Pack. Get my work done before you up eating your flapjacks. Knew this was a year to get it sparking like a crack sack. Still with the band, kicking beats to make your skull snap. Living off the fat of the land like a fat cat. Pay all the stacks back after years of indiscretions. Breaking free of the chains, I'm sharpening my weapons, no more half-stepping. Put the plan on paper so this campaign won't vanish into thin air. We've all been there, some of us too long, not enough records, too many songs, and now it's time to write the wrongs, committed in adolescence, focused on the future, not dwelling on resistance, maximize your potential, keep your eyes on the prize, lack of proper planning could lead to your demise, maximize your potential, keep your eyes on the prize, keep pushing for the truth, avoid the serpents in disguise, maximize your potential, keep your eyes on the prize, lack of proper planning could lead to your demise, maximize your potential, keep your eyes on the prize, keep pushing for the truth avoid the serpents in disguise make it move towards independence and conscious interpretation realize all the brilliance of the light is devastating with creative processes gotta maintain safe haven where the feelings fly free and you can find that elation that too often gets mistaken for the glam and the glitter green corruption known to turn the best men bitter not saying cower in fear write the world off just beware the many wolves draped in sheep's cloth it's easy to get lost surviving on good intentions paving the road for the devil's henchmen to dance upon your intentions is critical to keep in order to reach a place you hope to find success and in spite of all the stress and unwanted interventions don't let outside influences guide your past direction take some time to reckon the road you selected so one day you may realize what you projected maximize your potential keep your eyes on the prize lack of proper planning could lead to your demise maximize your potential keep your eyes on the prize keep pushing for the truth avoid the serpents in disguise maximize your potential keep your eyes on the prize lack of proper planning could lead to your demise but like I wonder, um, the, this is I remember this was a conversation that we used to have a lot when we first started this show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is it is it better? Are, are you are you more creative when you're like single versus like when you're in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Or like that was mm-hmm. constantly get asked that because that affects your energy as well. I think the type of music that I make is like vastly different. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you know when you're in a relationship and you have less of that like that Aggression. struggle and shit that you're thinking about all the time and yeah. you're like fuck. And it starts, it's a little bit more aggressive and like kind of pointed and more, yeah. how do you say it? Like, uh, it's more primal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can like, when you're, you know, you're in a relationship, shit's going good. And, you know, you see it's like all happy and the tonalities and stuff are <laughs> vastly different than this stuff that you had before when you were just like a caveman, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's less brutal, as they would say, I think on Metalocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's far less brutal. Yeah, so. I missed that show, man. Yeah, the show was are you, so are you single right now? I am single right okay. now. So right now you're making what? Uh, I don't know. I think we're going on year 10 of brutality right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's all good, man. Like, I don't know. 
it's just it comes out how it comes out and yeah. to try to like control that i mean granted later on you want to go back and try to dial it in but i think it's best not to think about it too so much so are you one of those people this again was something that i've talked to uh, the last few artists on the show about are you one of those people that feels like they need to learn to let go of shit like as far as like because we were talking about like the the Snapchat and Instagram generations, and that the true masters of the platform are people who give zero shits mm. or can afford high production value. So everyone in the middle sucks on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless you're like, I don't care what I look like right now. I don't give a fuck what this beat sounds like. This is just me. They're getting me raw, unadulterated. Or are you a person who's like, I don't push it out until it's perfect to me. No, I mean, I used to be like that, like, oh, I don't do anything until it's, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, then, you know, like last year, I think I made probably 400 beats in a year. Yeah. God damn. And it's like, how long are you going to sit on all that shit? That's yeah. More than one a day. Yeah, it's yeah. more than one a day. I think it's 1.3 years. I did the math a while ago. <laughs> but yeah. And, you know, I used to actually like put that over my own head and be like, Oh fuck! You only made one beat today. Like you're behind schedule from last year. Yeah. You're not progressing. You're not doing. You're not forging forward. You know. You're just yeah. like. There was a, there was a time where you were more of a perfectionist. Uh, I wouldn't say perfectionist so much as like a slave to routine mm. and just the thinking that if I'm not doing something to get ahead, like be it mostly creative stuff, uh, right, right, that I was falling behind. Which you know, unfortunately, in this day and age a lot more of it is being a business person sure sure as well as you know being a creative person and how do you how do you feel how, like where do you feel that you occupy within that uh in that arena people who have the understanding of because you obviously by stating it you do understand that there's a big business side to that do you feel like you're good at that do you feel like you need to be better at like what is like where are you well, at? i mean I'm, as we spoke of before like i do a lot of the stuff during my day job so sure unfortunately you know like i do web marketing the last thing i want to do when <laughs> i'm done with you know my home, day job get on the web after right? doing creative stuff is to like yeah. do more web marketing for myself it's yeah. like please shoot me in the face with the machine gun yeah um so but, how do you reckon with that i mean or do you give a fuck i mean honestly do you give a fuck I do and I don't. Yeah. It's it's like really hard to kind of define that media. Like I do care that I feel in certain circumstances that I should be doing better than I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, having been around a little bit, having traveled a little bit and having met people that do this professionally and make a lot of money doing this. Sure. And hearing some of their stuff and it's just fucking booty, dude. Like, yeah. It's not... I hate to say it's not right, but at the same time that they're defying like basic conventions of like musical composition, which need to be appreciated at least to some extent. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a you certain point. You at least point. see a place for yourself at the higher levels. Like you're like, I could fit in here or I can make music to occupy a space that's not being occupied right now. Well, I mean, that's not even something like that. My declaration, this is more so like people that I've talked to, sure. that, you know work for dre people i've talked to that you know work for some really heavy cats out there mm -hmm. dude and they're like so so that so that's the that's the thing dude like and and i because i hear exactly where you're coming from and i'm wondering and ross chime in on this too if you this is something that i wrestle with constantly right especially when we're 
when we're like talking with other artists about it because I'm constantly picking their brains about this. But because obviously there's an internal struggle for myself or else I wouldn't give a fuck. But the reality is I do know the business part of the of this thing that we're doing, which is in the simplest forms, making money off of art, which by the way, I've always said, I, I, I have to admit from the beginning that the moment I decide to make money off my art, there's a little bit of, I've tainted it a little bit mm. because there's always going to be a conscious thing. I will be conscious that people, I'm not holding anything back, I'm putting everything out. So I'm conscious of that. So I'm conscious of how I want it to come out. I, you know, those things happen, but that is the business. Yeah. That's the business. And I mean, granted, and please, like, yeah, I guess let me let me put a little asterisk there. It's like, I'm not bitter about the way that things have played out. Like, sure. The biggest thing that I've learned about making music is that, or like through my musical journey, yeah, is it's never, ever going to turn out exactly how you planned it in your brain. Right, right. And like, the more that you're resistant to that, the worse off you're going to be. Like, yeah. The more that you kind of enjoyed it, there the more that you endeavor to just embrace things a little bit more yeah. and keep yourself open because you don't know, like, you know, another big thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is you don't know who knows who because, you know, as you continue to move up, the world just gets progressively smaller. Absolutely. And a lot of these people know a lot of people that you might not know. So right. in spite of what you may be thinking in your brain is like their standing or their like social position mm, yeah. within, you know, the given hierarchy. It's like you really don't know shit sometimes. Yeah. And so. I, I do. One of the things I, you know, I learned really early on is that everybody's getting vetted. Mm -hmm. Everybody. If you talk to somebody and you're like, hey, I met this artist who we vibe and maybe he's your favorite artist. If he does want to fuck with you, you're getting vetted. He's yeah. going to call everybody. I do it. Yeah, totally. I do it right now. Like, yeah. I'll do it for artists that people know of, but I've never fucked with. And I just want to know what kind of person is this? Is, is this someone's, what's their vibe like? I always ask the same shit. Mm. Always the same shit. And I've not fucked with people because somebody I do vibe with says, uh, there is this one thing that kind of sticks out that I yeah. know about. And then that's it. Yeah. But and, granted, you have to take yeah. that stuff with, with a grain of salt. Yeah, but depending on who you ask. That's true. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I definitely have an internal circle that I'm constantly bouncing shit off of that I've trusted forever. And and for me, the decision to keep doing that is just what's on the scoreboard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah. scoreboard's good. Yeah. We're in the right direction. These people seem to at least know, they respect what I'm doing, and they respect what I want to do, and they can tell me whether or not the person I'm about to fuck with yeah. will do the same. Well, yeah. I mean, the other thing you have to really base it on, it's like, you know, basic communication stuff they teach you in college. It's like sure. the frequency. Yeah. So how many times has this other person that's giving you that analysis, how many times did they meet them? Did they meet this guy on a yeah. bad one? Did yeah. they meet this guy when he was like heavily yeah. using drugs? Like, cause it could be, you know, Oh dude, I, I just had one like from, that the other yeah. day. And, uh, that's the, that's the cool thing. I, I mean, Arash has told me like, yeah, I, I haven't heard good things about the person, but mind you, I've met him mm. and he seemed cool to me. So, as long as I, I'm getting those honest answers from the people around me, I, I le at least know that I fall into a safe zone. Right. You right. know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I generally, um, 
I, I generally will watch how they're interacting and treating people. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot more than how they're treating me, because especially like because of certain positions that I'm in, and like because we're in because of what we do. Um, I I expect you to be cool with me. <laughs> like it'd be like just I mean if if you're not cool with me, then you're just I mean, maybe not very good at playing chess too. Like, but if you're cool totally. with me, like I expect you to try to be cool with me because there's things that I can do for you. I've already experienced that multiple times. But if you're not treating this person well, not treating this person well. You have this kind of a history. Those Especially are all people they that have no need to treat well. Like right. you know what I mean? Like technically, right. other than yeah. right. they're just a good person. Like you're, in a, they tell like a, a smart dad will tell their daughter like, don't watch how he treats you because he's trying to fuck you. Right, right, right. Watch how he is with the waiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's I remember my ex. Uh, I, my my most recent, but my my first girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She told me that her dad always told her watch how a man drives. Yeah. So that was how she decided that I was going to be somebody that she could um, she could trust. She watched how I drove. She, you like, could tell whether or not off. somebody's even tempered by yeah. the way they drive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty undeniable. Yeah. And but, so wait, wait. So where do you stand, Arash, on the like the marketing of all? I mean, because I know you've always you've been good with it from the jump, but I'm talking about what it's evolving into, like. Are you feeling overwhelmed? We had a little bit of a talk about this, but I thought it'd be great to, for the listeners. Like, right. do you are you feeling overwhelmed that there are so many things that you logically know, like I should be doing right. A, B, C, and D, right. but it is overwhelming. And, it is, oh, absolutely. You know, I can tell you this. Um, I'm 35 now, and I've finally come to this place where the big lesson that I've gotten out of life is that you are going to speak to 50 people and get 50 different pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I won't say 50. I'm going to say you're going to get 20 different pieces of advice. Sure. Because there, there's different schools of thought. There's different things that people jump into. I believe that the world is big enough and there are enough experiences and there are 7 billion people on the planet plus um, – that it's okay for you to choose your path and no path is going to be 100% correct or 100% incorrect. Right. You have to find the thing that you can do and stick to for the long term and triple down on that. Mm, true. And so like for example, um, I tried my hand at Snapchat for a while and I was pretty successful at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a good reaction to yeah. my Snapchat. But – I didn't like what it did to my general day-to-day -day energy, mm -hmm. like constantly having to yeah. think about whipping out my phone and Snapchatting shit. Yeah. Like that just – that drains me. And then I saw like, you know what? I'm getting more reaction on Facebook than I am on Instagram. So I'm going to double down on Facebook right. rather than trying to also catch up with Instagram. Because you're, you're more of a writer. So right. it makes sense that Facebook so, would so for, Right, right. And so for every like um, Gary Vaynerchuk – Am I saying his name right? Yeah, that's who I was actually going to bring up. Yeah, Gary for every, yeah, every, for, yeah, for every Gary V who tells you that you are fucking up if you are not on every single social media channel mm -hmm. hard, there is a Seth Godin who said who only has a blog. Yeah, and has never even gone on Twitter, and is, if not at equal footing, bigger than Gary V. Mm -hmm. Because Way he's bigger. stuck. He's yeah, he's, he's stuck one of the blog. biggest guys in SEO that right. ever was. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we have an expert in room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Gary V, for example, like that works for his energy because that guy is like naturally on cocaine. Right, well, he's and, not and on it's cocaine. Where he wants to be. Yeah, though. that's the energy that he's into and who he's selling it to. Though, yeah, too, yeah. Right? I think it's, that at the end of the day, what energy you put into, at least from what I've seen, the energy you put into. Your social media needs to be on par with the energy that you're putting into your art. Right. And totally. And so that's fine if you're like like a Chesky. Like Chesky was saying, 
I'm a road warrior. This is what I'm going to do for as long as I can do it. He's yeah. just finished 30 days, takes off to Prague for another 30 days by right. himself. Right. That takes a certain type of person. That's not the route to success in hip hop because there's a shitload of roots. And we know people who occupy each one of them. It's true. I know dudes who just show up every Saturday and DJ once a month or, 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 or twice a month and they've made a living off of that and that's all they do and they're paid. Which, by the way, yeah. this is fucking great. Uh-huh. Because if you like blondes and I like brunettes and you like redheads... We're right. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. all good. Like, we're not going to all fight over the same brunette. Exactly. Yeah, it, I, and I think where the, the discussion, especially in art... I like, like brunettes, by the way. The, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> is that uh, people are defining what people want, mm-hmm. like, as goals. Like, what you should want. Right. You know what I mean? Because here's... This is when those categories, like like Seth Godin and, and uh, Gary Vee, where... When you can start categorizing them and then knowing that within their category, they're probably right. Right. Within that category, they're probably right. They're definitely right. My biggest grievance, though, is that when you're marketing, when people start evaluating your marketing as being commensurate of how much you're progressing as an artist. So, you know what I mean? Like, dude, Mm. truth be told, like, aside from when I'm putting out an album. Yeah. Like... I don't feel compelled, and I probably should. I'm probably going to eat the, this, like, quote right here. It's going to be pull quoted and taken out of context. But I don't really fucking care, like, what people think that I'm doing. Sure. Because I'm just, like, working on my music. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's it. I don't feel the need to have to, like, you know, hey, go cop my album from a year ago. Yeah. Like, because, you know, I wake up once every couple months and I'll get something from CD Baby. Yeah. And, you know, people in Germany and Spain, which seem to be my biggest, you know, zone. Yeah. They're buying music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Germans, I'm a fan of yours. Very yeah. <laughs> good, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Carnage. I really like that Carnage. It's good music, yeah. So, with tapas. <laughs> with tapas. So, do you think, though, how much does that change? Like, imagine, how much does that change if tomorrow you put a beat out because of timing, and obviously this is—it's a long shot, so we're just playing along. Totally. But not not the not the talent. No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's a numbers game. Organic doesn't yeah. happen as much anymore, and so if that if we put it out and somehow it organically grew on the on the web, and you went to uh, six figures in your followers across the board, right? And now people okay. are constantly talking to you like all day every day and these are people who like genuinely love your shit they're like downloading your shit they're posting your shit yeah they're spending their money that they work for on your shit and what they're asking for you and obviously there's no wrong answer but what they are asking is more mm-hmm. like oh, i want to i want to know more like i really love this song i want to hear you on a podcast <laughs> i want to see you uh, uh, in an interview, I want to yeah. I want to hear you talk more because whatever I'm feeling on this song, I feel like the person that made this song is someone that I can relate to because mm. everything lines up and it means that much to me. So now, do you feel a responsibility at that point? Do you go like, or not, nah, man? Look, I'm just fucking making music. Whatever you guys think is up to you. 
I mean, that's the biggest compliment in the world, though. Somebody, you know, it is. If you connect with somebody like that, and it they is. relate to you, and you know, having those experiences, like you really, you take that away with you, and you're like, shit. Yeah. And like in a lot of contexts, you know, because like I said, I don't live where I grew up and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. you know, I'll go up back home or something like that, and I'll run into somebody or see somebody at a party, and they're like, yo, dude, that's fucking dope. Or I see somebody that I went to elementary high school sure. with, and they're like. You know, that's really dope that you stuck with what you wanted to do. Right. Like, in spite of it. And, I mean, granted, I've had opportunities and I've had, you know, opportunities to work with people and stuff sure. like that. That if I had given up, naturally they wouldn't have presented themselves like that. Right. But I don't know. But, I mean, but that's what I'm saying, though. So, those are – so, times that by 100,000. And now everywhere you go, somebody's like, yo, man, that shit was – Super dope. Yo, man. Yo, Arash, this, it helped me through. I listened to your podcast and it helped me through a suicide or, you know, like, and now you're just having to filter a constant energy pool and push from mm -hmm. the world, essentially, a, a, a chunk of the world, right? In, in, and in retrospect, a very small chunk. Right. But it's over 100,000, 100,000 active followers. That is life-changing if you choose to engage them. Yeah. If you choose to engage them other than just putting your music out whenever you want to put it what out. What do you mean by, like, engage them? I'm saying engage them in the way that they're asking you to. And that could be yeah. – that's, that's what I'm saying. There's that, <laughs> That's a very slippery slope. Absolutely. Like. <laughs> absolutely. But you see these people dealing with it on a day-to-day -day basis. There's, you know, there's whole companies that do this for people now because that's what it totally. takes. Well, so, the other side of it too is that they don't want them to get too emotionally attached to it. Yeah. Because that's going to fuck with their brain in the way that they, you know – they're doing what they do. Yeah. A, yeah. Smart, a smart manager, a smart agent, a smart production company knows that they need to keep their artist comfortable because if you're fucking with the artist and, like, forcing them to get on social media and they don't want to, now you're fucking with your own money. Yeah. I mean, that's what a manager's job is, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people misconstrue that. It's not really getting gigs. It's making sure that you're okay to do what you do. Yeah. And you don't get throttled by, like, a lot of other people's headspace because... You know, there's no disrespect to anybody, but there's a lot of people out there who basically exist to, like, try and throw salt in what you do because mm -hmm. they don't have anything of their own to really, like, invest in. But totally. I'd say that's most people rather than, like... To throw salt in your game? Yeah, I, I think it's a most people's inclination to mirror themselves to you. Well, granted, that's when, like a generational thing. you're talking about thing. anything. That's a generational thing, though, I think, like, and thankfully, you know, they had those memes. And what's funny is that I, like, referenced that and what yeah. I'm about to say, but it's like, you know, I came from the last generation of people, like, I used to skateboard with a Walkman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most kids don't know what mm -hmm. it's like to have that or have a not have a cell phone. Yeah, right. Or, you know, to come home just when you come home, your parents aren't... We used to use one eight hundred collect. Mom, I'm at the movies. Come pick me up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A, yep. Sure. And you get that free call. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. kids these days, they'll never understand things like that. Yeah. You know why? Because they made better shit. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and it's you're saying no technology wise, they made better. Uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying your experience. You, for you, to not like. No, I'm not saying you. Like in general, for people to make that experience more than themselves is a flaw. It's because it's not, it isn't more than, it's it's not more than it's yourself. It's super egotistical. It, it, absolutely it is. But, yeah. but that exists in, I, I believe it's at the center of humanity. Like all humans 
it's all they about tend me. to mirror yeah. themselves no yeah. matter what whether i mean arash has said it many times on this show whether you're doing charity or robbing somebody it's a direct reflection on what yeah, yeah. you trying to feel good about you so even if you're doing charity you do you cannot erase the feeling of patting your ego on the back you can't it's just inherent yeah it's what you're going to do it's a matter of what's giving you the serotonin boost absolutely so, so ideally you get serotonin from doing good shit yeah ideally right <laughs> yeah um and unless you're cool lady yeah. <laughs> and you found a new way you to get serotonin, serotonin. From being a provocateur that's what's funny though yeah. is like so the past four or five times that i've done this because you know, I'll clean out the closet and I'll go down to like Swami's or something. Mm -hmm. And I just have like three trash bags. And I'm like, all right, who wants some suits? Yeah, yeah. Who wants some T-shirts? And the last like... Swami's the brunch place? The beach. No, the, the, the beach. beach. Oh, the beach, okay. Yeah. Which the a, brunch place is named? There's a lot of, uh, okay. yeah, there's a lot of homeless people that, yeah. you know, have a, a tendency to hang out there during the day. But the last couple of times I did that? it. I don't know where that is. That's uh, in Cardiff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. But people were like, oh, that's so nice of you to do it. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, because I see people do this on social media so much. It's like, I'm going to give a homeless person a yeah. plate of food and some money. And it's Look like, proud I am why the fuck do you even, like, you, what I'm saying is that <laughs> you totally destroy the value of the good intention when you have to, like, broadcast it and say, like, look at me. I'm yeah. such so a good person. Listen, so that's, that is a, that is a discussion point. Because yeah. one thing that we do know is that Because I don't more concede people, to that, by the way. Well, I... There is a two sides to it because yeah. a lot of no, the, way, the way that human uh, there's an ulterior motive in there. It basically there when you're sure. doing it with the social media and stuff yes. like that, there I totally think there's a, there can be. You don't know exactly what's going on. The goodness head. of the heart, though. Once well, you're no, you're, this is a good example of you yes, projecting yes, yes. onto somebody else, though, because you don't know. That's the way that you might do it, but some people we do know there is science behind this. They've done studies on this. That the more we share that we're sharing, more people will go out and share. Totally. People are social creatures. Right. No, so the argument is like, do you advertise that you're going to do something cool because it does motivate other people could do, to go do something cool or do you keep it to yourself? And I guess ultimately it depends on, ultimately what it comes down is you. Exactly. Right. The way that your, your brain is set up. Exactly. But, yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. Um, There's no other thing other than the way your brain is set. Dude, hold up. I, I'm going to build on what you said. In I think it was the the what the, when was the first Great Depression? Nineteen twenty nine. Okay, so in for the the first Great Depression in many cities in the United States, look it fucking up. I I've Googled it. Look it up. They had to put up signs in certain neighborhoods explaining why it's bad to eat your kids. Yeah. Okay. What? And so across America, this was happening. So would you say that? The essence of like emotions and the heart of people is the same then as it is now? No. And it's not going to be there 10 years from now. Even the way we feel is going to change. What, what defining people who have heart, yeah. that's going to change. And I'm sorry. And just to clarify, you, are you, you're saying because now communication and technology is at a level where no, they don't I, have to put up a sign in a neighborhood. I'm saying that people were reading that and not jumping out a fucking window. Right. Like this is the end of the world. They Which weren't people doing were that. actually when the I mean, stock market yeah, yeah. crashed. Well, they I were mean, literally the jumping bankers, out of yeah. windows. Mostly bankers and fuck them. Let <laughs> let them let it happen. But I'm saying, um, for people to look at that now, like you know, the whole conventions that you're saying that are governing absolutely. the way that our human existence is and how our brains and it's are going thinking. to continue to evolve. Yeah, it's always it's going, going to continue, continue to change. Evolve. Which means that yeah, your opinion can truly become outdated mm -hmm. simply because it doesn't apply to anything now yo yeah. and i was you know talking I mean? to the homie about this the other day it's like i was thinking about and i was like yo you know i was thinking about this last night i'm like 
we're going to be the first generation of people. We're going to be like old people mm -hmm. wearing like young people clothes with like, you know, full sleeves and shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if like our grandparents could see us and how it morphed. And then he's like, yeah, like, what are kids in the future going to be listening to? I'm like, like laser sounds, like fucking stormtrooper yeah, blasters. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Where are they going to take it from here? But I guess the thing to kind of keep in the back of your mm -hmm. head is that it's always going to continue. Like the snowball is going to continue to roll downhill and get bigger mm -hmm. and bigger. And yeah, on, on the charity note, what I was going to say is that um, a few weeks ago, I was driving out of downtown San Diego and I saw this scene, which... In this particular scene, it looked to me like what you were describing. Totally. Like, I could pick up the vibe that it was, like, this really hot girl with, like, her boyfriend, right? Yeah. And they're walking around, like, and you know that our little skid row in downtown? Sure, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, handing out, like, food and clothes and stuff. Uh -huh. And here's where that one was gross. Boyfriend is walking around, like, filming the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And like, like he's holding up, and I, and it's hard to describe where the black and white line is. Sure. But in this sure. particular situation, I was watching their body language, and I was waiting at a red light, and I was right. watching them for a while. That one looked like exactly what you were describing. Yeah. Like that, that because gross, it makes you like, feel gross. Yeah. Because what you're seeing in what, and this is what I assume that is, is I think. You're seeing what you've defined as the degradation of humanity. That's you watch this. And can I say right? so it's I, been defined right. for you? But I, I do believe, yeah. I, I think that it is good to share that we're yeah. doing some level of charity. And I felt like maybe in that situation, maybe if like they wrote about it or like they took a photo totally. mm -hmm. and then moved on and then they were focused on the people that they were handing things out to. Mm -hmm. But they were walking around filming the whole thing. Yeah. But then again, just even having this conversation is making me think like, I don't know what's going on in their head. Yo, you know, <laughs> let me just say, yeah, put a postscript there. It's like, if you're going to do something good, whether or not you put it on social media, if you're going to do something good, fucking do something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're if not feel, saying don't If do you it. feel yeah, the need to be yeah. self-indulgent and do social media yes. videos, that's totally your business. More yes. power to you. God bless you. Yes. yes. But like... Max will judge the shit out of you, but you should do totally do that. Yes. <laughs> but I'll do it silently, and yeah. I, won't, I won't like troll you in your comments yeah. and make you sad <laughs> when you go to bed at night. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't have a face. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he'll, I do, take the, he'll take that anger and channel it into a song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'll take, I'll take that thought with me and just totally embed you in a song. Yeah, but no, like check it out. Like when I travel and stuff like that, I see that a lot, mm -hmm. and it also pisses me off. It's like, you know, there's actually a handbook. Last time I went to Asia, when I went to Myanmar, asking, like, basically asking, when you're in our country, please observe the following rules. Mm -hmm. And one of which is like, don't take pictures of monks specifically, as well as you know natives, without yeah. asking their permission first. Sure. And there's a lot of people, dude. Yeah. You know. They'll be fucking like snapping pictures and doing shit like that. And I guess it's kind of like relaying back to what you were saying with the video and stuff like that. Yeah. Being on the receiving end of something like that. Are you treating and them the like subject, animals? Exactly. Yeah. Being the subject of somebody's like, how do you say it? Sociological endeavor. Right. Like, that's fucked, dude. God, who was it? Somebody was telling me this story just the other day and it was so incredible it was um she was saying that like is when she for, oh uh, my friend leah um she got into photography like in college and at one time at one point she was like on a subway and there was this mom with like her two kids and she's kind of like trying to like get them like up on her knees and stuff and she takes a photo because mm -hmm. it was like, this beautiful image for her right yeah and she said that she the mom looks up at her and says i'm not your fucking art <laughs> <laughs> right on. Shout out to the mom. Yo, yeah. and then, so she's like, she's like, that shattered 
her desire to take photos uh, oh. for a, forever for a long time. So she's like, she's, like a puss. She is, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was that was pretty powerful. Like it was like a, it was a poignant moment. That's like a, if you're if you're beginning art, right, right, right. You know what I mean? I think you'd probably just laugh and go like, ah. No, I, 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 I'm trying to imagine how that would have. There's affected no me. way that would affect. That would have at affected. this point now. No, of course not no. now. I know exactly who I am. Yeah, like, I know that it's not like. That's funny, and she's right. Yeah, I'd be like, that's fucking right. Yeah. but it's still keeping the picture because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean. Like it's, if at a certain point, like I know by like referencing like good people. Like I always try to think about good people when I when I'm making my own decisions, and if they would be, if they could find a way to justify what I'm doing, hmm. right? Because there's there's um. I mean, there's things that I can't justify at all. Like, I can't find a way to justify in my head. And I know in other countries, some of those things are probably the norm. Right. You know? Because I just know that that simple thing exists, it's hard for me to ignore that that doesn't run – that way of thinking doesn't run rapid everywhere. And it's affected hip-hop as well, which means, again – well, that's why you have to have your own, how do you say it, your own moral structure. Sure. No, you're, not even moral. Like, you have your lines. Your you own morality. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like, just because you go to Mexico and, like, prostitution, they turn their head the other way. Right, right. Just because you can get away with it, mm-hmm. what do you, what would you do, though, when you're back home? That's a, That, to me, yeah. is like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like, why act differently because the circumstances change? Yeah. So, like America has used Mexico as like their shitter for forever, and so. But what I'm saying is, is like that's the thing. Like on the micro, right? Like on the micro, it's impossible to fix. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen. Let it go. You should let it go. If you look about, if you think about this thing on the micro and it bothers you. You let can't, though, because it's, like, at the cellular... Like, literally, it's at the cellular level in that, like, you can't change the way that people think. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can try to help. Like, you can try to make music, and, you know... Yeah. People try to pitch that argument. Music can change the world and stuff. Yes, yeah, they can, to sure. an extent. But sure. fundamentally breaking down how somebody thinks on a day-to-day basis yeah. about every decision that runs through their head or... That's impossible. ...whether they're going to be happy. And, no, and beyond that, it takes, like, immense repetition, you know? It's just like that power of positive thinking. Like mm-hmm. you have to consistently, because I'm not the most positive person in the world. <laughs> I've gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot of my friends listening to this are like, no, he's not. He, he's not positive. He's a grumpy ass. Well, but, why, why, but, why, why though? Why are you grumpy? I'm not really like, you know, and I had a conversation with a family member about this like years ago. And it's like, We'll never be those people where every day is like unicorns and rainbows, mm-hmm. no matter how beautiful the setting may be. Like, that's just not, I I may be feeling great, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like outwardly like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's just not me. That's not who I am as yeah. a person, but doesn't take away, like detract from the fact that I don't appreciate it for what it is or that I'm having a good time or that I'm happy may not look that way yeah. but the fact is is like generally so I'm people just, are just misinterpreting you I, I, I hate to make it all about me but it but no, seems to be the human condition right yeah, yeah. yeah because <laughs> that's, okay. that's what i am talking yeah, about yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like it, so you don't see yourself as grumpy is what it is i mean i know i get in moods but i've actively worked on that seeing how a lot of people <laughs> that have that are assholes yeah. and like assholes for years like 
the phone stops ringing because people yeah. don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody wants to hear about you bitching because we all have the same problems. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us have, like, a lot more deeply seated issues and sure. shit like that. And, you know, especially, like, as you get older, it's like... <laughs> You have enough going on in your own life that you don't need to be like a therapist for somebody else. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I mean, granted, you should be empathetic to your friend, in my opinion. I think empathy is just to me. But you have a responsibility as your friend, yeah. as a friend to somebody, to like not really just like try to put all your bullshit on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean that's uh... And it sucks because sometimes you know, you those, feel alone. Yeah, and those <laughs> other avenues of like expressing that aren't available. Yeah. you know, for everybody. But it's like, yeah. at the same time, you have to do it in such a manner that's not like super offensive and overwhelming to people that like are probably receiving this for the first time. Or, sure. Like, learning how deep it. And really that's an goes. art. That's yeah. an art unto itself for people. I mean, that's one of the. It's the EQ thing. You mm -hmm. know, that's all that is. Because I have plenty of friends. Um, that I know, like I've 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 had conversations with all of them about being energy vampires. Mm -hmm. Like, totally. I, like I'll be like, at the end of this conversation, at the end of the conversation with this person, I'll be like, dude, did you? What did I say? Like, do you know? Do you know if I talked during this conversation at all? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, what? They and don't. Like, yeah, it's like they don't even want necessarily. I guess it's more that they just want to let it out of their body Absolutely. and have you as a sounding board as Absolutely. opposed to like trying to facilitate some sort of communication which, is, which gets tougher from for me you because still have friends like that oh yeah huh. yeah tons of friends like that um i feel like little by little those people have like worked their way out of my life no i mean for me but you have to make that decision though too yeah 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 uh, yeah or you have to say that you know like whoa man like i love you you're my family and i understand but like this is like every fucking time we hang out now yeah yeah it's like you're just you know basically using me as like your shit rag to like yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah just drop bullshit on yeah, you don't like, actually want an opinion yeah you yeah, just yeah. you just want somebody to listen yeah huh. and, and that's the thing like i think think about the concept right of mm. wanting someone to listen right yeah somewhere because well because of community right because of the necessity for community we know what that dates back to we've talked about it tons of times on the show like but the necessity of community created that thing like the human sound sounding board like mm. our, our, our because people will allow you sometimes to let your heart out and it's usually for in order to feel something in within them let my heart out yeah <laughs> you know what i mean oh heart okay yeah <laughs> your heart out <laughs> um but if but that doesn't exist every day mm. you know what i mean like so people you know like i know people who are like super emotional tend mm. to get weeded out of people's lives and they never understand why yeah because they're constantly fucking with people's energy. Like you're constantly fucking with the energy. Yeah. You know, every time you're around, it has to be like whatever your energy is. You know what I mean? Or you start to, uh, we were talking about a per person on that on the way over. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like where they, I mean, you're the one who defined that for me earlier, Rosh, is about the energy vampire. And yeah, like, yeah. Be careful of that because some people literally do just want to, they don't have any vested interest in you. Mm -hmm. They, you're they just, just a, you're a character in their movie, right? And because you're empathetic, yeah. um, they'll 
they'll try to take advantage of that situation. And, and that's, it's always a touchy thing because I know that they're not consciously having that right. thought. That's, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I, cause I, I'm trying to think about. If and I granted have... there's different relationships too. Like, sure. You, know, you have your homies that are your brothers that are like, something's going wrong. You can right. really yeah. speak out to them. I think in general, we're talking about the everyday, every time I, yeah, see you know, you. like people you see at a show or something that is like, how's your life? Oh, it's yeah. fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like those people, I, I little by little, I'm just like, eh, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna add more to this. I walk away from them. Yeah, yeah well, you can't engage it. Yeah, you can't engage Draining it at all. Yeah, yeah. I and that's the thing. Like, I think because I'm an empathetic person, because uh, I don't engage those mm -hmm. at all and ever. But they don't go away. Like yeah. they're, you know, they they're. It's my it's my friend. I know that that person is going through some shit. But I can't help them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And whether or not – I've had people look at it both ways. Like some people are like, well, then fuck you then, blah, 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 peace. Okay. Yeah. But I've also had people that have come to the realization that, okay, do I want to just throw away like all this – because I do like to hang out. Mm -hmm. I do like – and some of those people stay. But I think it's different every time. That That's one of the things why I stopped being so um, uh, clear and cut about it. Because I think I did it a couple times and I was like, oh, that person was just going through some shit right now. Mm. And they shook it off, you know, and I didn't need to like cut them out. Yeah. Because so what I what I think I've done is tried to get to a point where it doesn't matter who's around me. Mm. Like they just don't fuck with my energy at all. Totally. You know I mean? Yeah. Well, that's important, you know, especially like getting back to the music stuff. It's like because <laughs> there's always going to be people at shows. There's always going to be people, you know, in your head or something like that that are going to try again to kind of guide the way that your creative process Absolutely. works yeah. or just, again, yeah. try to create some sort of variable for you to have to fight against, which... Right. Whatever, that's just the nature of, like, I guess how things kind of roll out. Yeah. But, I mean... I think it's unavoidable. And likewise, yeah. like you said, I think it's really important that... And, you know, that's the other thing. And you see why a lot of artists that are super successful, it's just like... They let that shit just roll off their back, you know? They don't care. One of the keys you know? to success, yeah, in this business, as I've been told, is have a very short memory. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And don't think, take anything too personally. Yeah, yeah, and I swear this is the last time I'll mention you, Chesky, but Chesky said, <laughs> this, and dude, look, uh, do you think that Chesky's a callous person? No. I think Chesky, as a side note, is one of the sweetest people and people that you can call friend right. within this industry period right yeah. period he's just a genuinely good person yeah he describes himself as a very callous person huh he's like i've learned to put up this the face and he's like but most of the time i'm like this is all bullshit hmm. and i was like wow because i told him the same thing on the show like dude you're like literally one of the nicest people. Like, your energy is always so... So it's all bullshit? He hates us? No. It, no, what it is is that he just knows himself and he doesn't give exactly. a fuck to, like... I don't have to share that. I don't yeah. have to, like... And I don't well, need to... Well, it's none of your business, and, basically. Is that but also, is. on the reverse, is I, it's, it's none of... It is I'm none not of, saying you're, like, personally, but I'm oh, saying no, it's, no, like, no. a universal no. you. Yeah, and, and him, the way he looks at it is, like, I have no business fucking up anybody else's energy. Totally, yeah. Like, I'm not... Well, he's respectful like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I want to ask this, though. Can we uh, take it back to what you were saying earlier about the managers? Yeah. I've had interactions with, you know, multiple artists who are, like, big, huge artists who, like, oh, they are the sweetest, kindest person you'll ever meet. Like, their manager makes everybody's life a living hell. 
you is know, that manager reflection of a part of their personality that they are hiding from you? Is no. that artist a complete fucking asshole? Not necessarily. I think that that's more insulation. Like I had back in the day when I was thinking about doing management because, you know, everybody has their day back mm -hmm. when I was playing a lot of shows. And I have a homie that's he is not the easiest person to fucking deal with. But at the same time, he mm -hmm. gets the job done. Yeah. And I was like, if I was ever going to have a manager, you would be it. Why? Because it's going to get done. Yeah. People aren't going to like you and you don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get what we accomplished. And the other side of it is then I don't have to be a dick. I don't have to take mm -hmm. home any ideas of But people. he's saying, does that inherently make you a dick? Because you're like, really. he's going to play my bad yet. Yeah. Th that's not even like, it, okay, Cause I you're can't speak for other him. people. I can't speak for other people. But from like a personal perspective is that I don't want to deal with the business end of things like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm the one of politics. those people that I think that it's like, okay, if you sign a contract or you have a, an agreement with somebody to, to, for them to pay you money, they should pay you money. You shouldn't have to bullshit with them and, like, get them to own up to what they had already made a commitment so to. So you're, you're giving, you're giving like, an example that nobody would disagree with. I'm, uh, the, the situations that we've had, an example so, would be, like, this show. So a good example what I'm saying show. is that I guess I wouldn't, if I found out that dude was going out and he was just being a dickhead to people that were reaching out and wanting to, like, do business and stuff right. like that, I would be upset about it. If he's a dickhead to people that are fucking me over but or, that's, that happens a lot out there yeah there's a lot of artists who you interact there's with. more of that than, yeah and that's the why artist, the artist is totally fucking cool they're one of us yeah they're artists but yeah. then they have a manager who's a complete fucking dick mm. well see and that's the other thing too is that it needs to be handled with a certain sense of grace and a lot of these people that are really great at their job mm. they know how to walk that line in that you know you don't always have how do you say it you catch more you catch more flies with honey than with uh, vinegar or whatever they say yeah right? yeah yeah so it's just like I don't understand why people would default to being a dickhead right off the bat unless somebody kind of provoked them to. It's a learned habit that has been reinforced by the results. Yeah. I and totally get it. That's what happens all and the time. And they get this idea in their head, oh, they hired me to be this guy right. or like this element are of the, my personality. Are, I mean, how many small, sm much smaller Suge Knights popped up yeah. after Suge Knight because he had created a new culture of business of the strong arm was back, right? Yeah. Or he reinvented that, that that culture of the mob mentality. And I run, dude, I still run into people every once in a while like that'll try to pitch me something and I can just tell by the vibe. I'm like, wow, oh, you're from the school of Suge. Like, you're yeah. like, like, like the people that be like, yo, you need this, dog. Like, you need, like, dog, I don't, don't even talk to me, homie, if you don't want to fuck with this. I'm like, I'm, I'm not talking to you. Like, it, none of this is that, like, from the well, wait, gate, your conversation more. is not logical. Because yeah. you're trying to force me, and I'm an artist, first of all. I'm already, you're, I'm already in this world, which makes me know that you don't know this world. Because yeah. totally. you know that these artists don't work like that. You're going to push them. They're just going to be, ah, get away, get away. Yeah. That's just how it is. And so if you come off like that, I already know nobody fucks with you. Or the people that I don't fuck with, fuck with you. Yeah. And so I try to stay away from it. But I think at the end of the day, the, the, to, to get back to your manager thing, Arash, um, where I stand with it is that I just know that those two things exist in the world. Like I know that. But they're not mutually exclusive. No, I, I'm just saying that I think that the reason I don't see that as like because I, I don't see it as being a dick. Like if I was allowing, like if I had a manager who was just, you know, like people didn't like him because he was so shrewd about his business or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know the this business and that exists in this business. So 
arguing it would be like arguing like I don't want to get paid in cash. I want to be paid in you know shreds of grass. Yeah. Like you can't change the the shit's already in place. Hmm. And that whole changing it from the inside thing, it, it it happens, but you have to get yourself first of all, you have to be able to fund your revolution. If you can't fund your fucking revolution, you're going to lose on the larger scale. Totally. That's just it. That's just there's no way around it. Hmm. And it's very hard for me to have conversations with people because I feel like they're being illogical or at the very least you're just you, you're just missing a large part of information that's all I think if you knew the information that is out there it's readily available our friend here has a background in this stuff there's stats there's there's and sure they vary from time to time but there's some truth in a lot of stuff yeah you can search it the numbers are there mm-hmm. you're probably not going to break on a large level without a lot of funding so and the other side of know? it too is like I don't know I think people get it fucked up in that this institution had already been created within the music industry, yeah, yeah. thus necessitating us to get somebody that's a harsher negotiator yeah. or more the culture in step right. with that, who doesn't have any artistic tie, because that's the other side of it, too, is that, mm-hmm. you know, say you, for instance, you get heavy with somebody that didn't pay you your draw or something you agreed upon, then you're a fucking dick. Then nobody's going to book you because yeah. they're going to go run and tell all their promoter homies that, oh, this guy's a fucking prima donna. You know, he's very difficult to work with. Yeah. When that very much might not be the case. Yeah. And you have a manager, on the other hand, who has no vested interest in being in, you know, an artistic endeavor. Yeah. So they're, I don't need to be friends with the promoter. Ex- exactly. <laughs> they're the guy who signs the check. And then likewise, for them to turn around and say some shit like that about you mm. would be, I think, completely, how do you say it? It would just be like... Uh, they're talking out of school mm. you know they're like it doesn't mean shit because you didn't say it they yeah. didn't ask you what you said about it they gauged it completely off this person whose sole responsibility is to take care of your finances so that you could continue doing what you love yeah mm. yeah you know, i think of it more as insulation than anything else and, and the best ones do it with grace and that's what i'm gonna of, say um you don't you're not know you don't know they drink they're doing it anyways and you shouldn't you know step I mean? out like that you know, you shouldn't yeah. step to people. Because nobody like, should. Just to be a dick, like, you know, for the sake of being a dick, like, I'm just an asshole. Yeah. And this yeah. is, like, how I do my business. I would never fuck with people like that. Yeah. Take but, my proxy. But in this in this business, I think that, you know, what you said to use your for like, the insulation is so important. Mm-hmm. It's just so, I mean, you're, you're insulated. You know what I mean? I'm insulated. Mm-hmm. You know you have a team. Yeah. You have two teams. You're pretty insulated. You know what I mean? And whether or not you choose to come out of that is always like a is like a, a big decision because because totally. nowadays it really does affect your it's going to affect your life mm-hmm. but i all i'm saying is factor in just for as an experiment in your mind a hundred thousand followers just factor that in and see if that changes it a little bit right if people are like yo bro i i love you like you're I listen to you every fucking day and all they want is for you to hit them back on the snap like yo dude thanks yeah. and that would make their fucking year yo you know except who, that you have a hundred thousand of those people I, I definitely don't have a hundred thousand but I'm already like yeah I'm having situations you'll get it too like messages from like all the time yeah I'm like ah, I'm just not even gonna respond to this person mm-hmm. like I want to My, I want to support this you year, as of as of March 1st I'm, I've responded to everybody really yeah I'm, I'm trying to do it I start everybody. to get like I'm like you're taking me down like a weird path in the conversation that I'm 
I, I don't like what what are we talking? I don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. They, oh, trust me. You it just become, be it becomes an art to put a period on a conversation. How? I've, How do you do it? I'm not going to tell you on here. But, <laughs> like, the fuck? but there, you should learn that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I need to, I need to, no, I'm but you seriously, if people are hitting you up on some music stuff mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing and that's what you say you're doing is you're a musician and they're just showing love. Like, yeah. I mean, one of the coolest things that even I like fanned out on a little bit, I went to see Run the Jewels and posted a picture and then I get salute from Killer Mike. That's and it's awesome, like, right? Exactly. Right. And it's like, you know, he has a lot of people to get through that yeah. day and there he were probably a, a lot of people there last night, but I th think he sees the duality of it too in having been less of yeah. a household name. Oh yeah, and then going to, to now, it. sure. You know. Sure, he's a little more open on that. Look, at, at the end of the day, this is the way I look at it. If I get to make music and and I get to make art for a living mm. and it's based on people actually buying a product with my name on it, yeah. then fuck yeah, I can do that. Like, I, I, I fucking owe you that shit. Like, fuck. Because you literally don't have to buy my shit. Are you, totally. are you looking you, forward to having a manager someday do that? Uh, What do you mean? Like, have to... To the responses uh no no man no i'm not i i don't i don't i don't think i ever will hmm. you know i like i like because i i've i know the interactions i've had yeah and i'm like nah dude like to not have that then 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 all i am is self-serving hmm. and like, that's this is the part that's keeping me not self-serving totally is that, yeah it's by the fuel. way it fucking sucks yeah. every morning is trying to get back to everybody and <clears throat> that's I've just factored that in as part of the job. Like that's in the mornings. That's what I, I fucking respond. I do my shit. That's it. Put out a few videos. Cool. And then I'm on to the next. Because at the very least, if these people would download my shit, share my shit, buy my shit, high five my shit. Yeah. That's a market fucking, you would have never oh, touched. Yeah. And yeah. I, owe, I, owe, I owe you one, bro. Like that's uh -huh. fucking tight. That's like you, you pick me up on the fucking side of the road because I was stranded. And then I see you and I'm like, yeah, I can't right now because I got so much going on. Yeah. Nah, dude, I got you. Like, I'm going to get you as long as I can get you. And and one of the things that I've learned just as a personal project is trying to figure out ways to streamline that. And I think it's very important because I think as an artist, as a working artist, if you can figure out ways to streamline that, and it takes discipline, there is nothing else. It's just discipline. If you find a way to streamline it, um, it's a powerful tool. You're going to need it if you become successful. That's my bet. Right, right, right. That's my bet. It's, what's it based on? I don't know, just shit I've seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying you have to believe me one way or the other. I'm just saying no, my bet granted. is it's going to it's going to matter. It will matter at some point. You might as well learn it now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you get to the point where you're like, "Well, I'm just have my manager do it," then you I I had to ask my question to myself, if I did that, am I being self-serving? Mm -hmm. And I felt like, yeah, I think it was undeniable. I'm not doing anything for anybody. Well, it also, like, I think it fundamentally art. changes the process of how mm -hmm. you create stuff. Because Absolutely. once you give that away, some institution that you've had in your life that's kind of like either yeah. been in motivating or giving you fuel because somebody wants to talk shit yeah. or something like that, it's like regardless, that is feeding into the way that you do things. Did you, did you, you guys heard about the, the whole Earl Sweatshirt incident with the last album? No. Okay, so he was out at South by Southwest, I believe, and he had it planned in his mind because he did everything. The cover, every like, every, this is his first self-produced album. Every so, you Which know, one? The, I don't like shit, yeah, I don't yeah. go outside? Yeah, so he's, he did all that shit, right? And he had this plan of how he wanted it released. And it was super simple. Like when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's, 
yeah, he just wanted like a cover to appear and then like a video to appear on another platform. And there was a process. It's not like Van Halen. It's like super simple. Yeah, super simple. <laughs> and the fucking record label fucked it up, right? They just dropped it all at one time. Yeah. So the narrative in his mind, which was this was part of the creative process. This was part of my art. I wanted it to come out like this and the video to appear here. And the record label, which would be most people's response, I understand this, was like, what's the big deal? Yeah. No, like, you know, what's the fucking big deal? And he was like, dude, I was in, I wanted to kill, it meant that much to me. And he's like, I had to, I have to reevaluate my relationship with the, the label because even if they don't understand it, if they see me reacting to it mm -hmm. and they're trying to, they're trying to tell me that they're, they're, they're doing the best thing for me they should have reacted in a different manner. Right. And apparently, like, that whole part about, like, creativity isn't, and I say apparently like I didn't know. Of course I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of the business people don't know what that is. Right, right, right. Which is, to go back to what you're saying, is why I have an Eddie. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you have to have someone go and say, hey, dude, he's not going to do that. Yo, you keep asking, but he's not going to do that no matter what he's told you a bunch of times. Yeah. You can't, he's not going to do that. And, and they have to, you, I, I think in more than a manager, you need a defender of your small shit. Totally. That's what you need. You need someone to defend all your small shit and you'll be cool. Yeah. I can handle most of my business shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but my small shit, I need someone to fight for that. I need, if, if I'm going to use a mic stand on the third song of my show, I need that to be there. And I know it means nothing to you. It means nothing to fucking most people. But I'm, but for me, I need that. I, that's part of what I'm doing. It's part of something I'm creating. Yeah, it's integral to the process. Yeah, and if I can't get that, and I don't have someone fighting for that, and someone translating my, me being upset into a way that this fucking guy can understand, yeah. because he's not going to understand me going like, no, dude, but you don't understand. Like, right on that on that fourth bar when the light hits right it, i have to be standing with and they're not going to understand that so i need someone to translate that and and i think that's better than a manager any day or that or you know what that is the new manager you that's know, what a manager should be doing nowadays yeah i just thought of a like perfect analogy as you're saying that yeah. it's like so you take five years three three years five years a year whatever however long it takes you to make an album mm -hmm. so say you have a photos of like that's that process yeah yeah no, that that whole period in time mm -hmm. i guess for somebody who's not somebody who's not a musician or something like sure. that that's what i'm gonna basically gauge what the same yeah. thing of it is. so take this whole era of your life mm -hmm. and just like you know flush it down the toilet so to speak yeah because if you're not caring about the rollout like you're not caring about five years of my fucking life then yeah i stayed inside i didn't go you know try to mac on girls or yeah, i didn't go that's what earl, and that's you know what earl hang out saying, with my homies right? and i did i made all these self-sacrifices in order yeah. to try to bring you this piece of like my soul right and you're just gonna fucking you give fuck all about it and you know getting back to it yeah that's what van halen that's a big misconception mm -hmm. is that people thought that van halen they wanted a bowl of brown m&ms oh be yeah, yeah. Dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah no to be dicks yeah. yeah but you know they made that clarification that they weren't doing it to be dicks they were doing it to send the message that if you don't care enough to take care of this one small detail yeah, of everything that you. we do, how are we know that you're, yeah. 
gonna get the fucking yeah, pyro the, right. Yeah, or, the story is because like they were the first band to do like that level of pyrotechnics where like yeah. people get killed. Yeah. If you do it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if they uh, when they walked in and saw that the green MMs were not sitting on on the shelf, they had to spot check the entire writer with a promoter oh, totally. from top to bottom. <gasps> exactly. And they found that every single time the the promoters who missed the green MMs missed a bunch of important shit that That's could get fantastic. killed. Yeah. That's They're fantastic. fundamental details of yeah. like how they do what the right. fuck they do. And at yeah. the end of the day, like the way I translate that in my mind, I mean, they are defending the viewer and the listener's experience. Yeah. Like, they're like, no, we've created this experience for them. It has to be exactly like this. And that's our gift to them. And you're fucking with our gift. Mm. You're like, no, they don't want that. They want this. They're, yeah, they're actually yeah. detracting from everything that you're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Because this is how, in your vision, this is, and exactly, that's what it is. When it's personal and stuff like that, this is your vision. This is how it's supposed to be, you yeah. know? And for yeah. somebody to, that would just, yeah, that yeah. would be very, very, make me very upset. <laughs> Max Carnage, dude. Goddamn Eminem. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> My pleasure. This is an awesome conversation. Yeah, it's good. I'm having fun here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Tell people what they should be expecting from you for the rest of the year, how to get in contact with you if they need to. Okay, so first and foremost, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com uh, slash Max Carnage fans. Also on Instagram at at Max Carnage. Um, this year, I got another collab album rolling out um, that's going to be featuring Boca so far, Floja. So you can say. Yeah, I mean, there's some that I can't like let yeah, yeah, the yeah. cat out of the bag yet. Sure. But there's a lot of uh, super dope, super rare LA underground cats yeah. that are going to be appearing on that album. Uh, we got one with Mitchie Slick. Sick. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so... One with uh, Boca Floja from Mexico, or oh wow, actually he's uh, in New York now. But yeah, super dope cat, super dope track, That's and awesome. uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. We're gonna have a logic on there, and um, wow, another artist that I mentioned earlier. So I guess you have to go back and listen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that and uh, just working on solo stuff, and just you know trying to keep pushing, being an artist without having to us. Yeah. Sacri- make those great sacrifices to do shit we don't want to do, dude, right? Sh- uh, dude, uh, R.I.P. Chris Cornell, by the way, was yeah, one right. of my favorite lead singers of all time. I say top five ever. He was... Uh, that was gnarly, man. Yeah, that was... It, it was That's super unfortunate. And um, yeah, man, that's... I don't... I, it's, I can't even... I don't even understand. You know, I understand, but I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like... It's yeah. that whole Pagliacci thing, you know? Yeah. Like... The clown, dude. Mm-hmm. The clown that's sad. Nobody understands why yeah. the clown's sad, and it's like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck's know going the on inside of somebody's head. Yeah, man. But well, rest in peace, uh, guys. Peace. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or Spreaker, Spreaker, go over to platformcollection.com. You can check out the links that our man Max Carnage just said. You can connect with him right there, and, uh, and I will return your message. And he will return your messages. <laughs> He's all about it. He's all about it. So uh, thank you, dude, so much. Thank you, Come man. I really appreciate soon, it. Please. Always. Right you may now flush the toilet. Sensatez del viejo azufre rapaz, la cantaleta capaz de generar 
versión de aquel demonio ritual Una estafeta ancestral, sonido descomunal Platform.